Well, welcome everyone to this edition to Connected by Community brought to you by Ballantine Capital Advisors. I'm Brian Ballantine here with Anthony Kolonchekko, and we're joined today by Colby Ebert. And I think I didn't butcher the name. I was joking. You got it. I got it. You got it. And he is with Southern First, and we are excited to to have him. The only thing I got to warn my audience, you know, this man to your left or audience is right. If there's a fight and I have to get up and break (laughs) it up. Uh, I just appreciate Colby uh, making it this morning and not being on the golf course. So thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> I didn't know you could get in nine before this early in the morning. <laughs> you know, you got to get there early, but nobody's usually there. You just speed right on Bri- through. Brian don't know. I actually had to pay you to actually come on to the podcast. Oh, you, oh, you didn't tell me. That. Oh, that was like a you're not giving table. up the back nine unless there's a under a table, you know, deal here going on. Do they good. have a special golf cart ready for you? Oh yeah, it's ready. Okay. Load it up. It's ready to go. Pull in. Go. <laughs> All right, I gotta, get, I gotta get to work. I've got, I gotta get to work, everybody. So, uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, uh, personally and professionally. Sure. Yeah. So, um, Colby Ebert, um, like Brian introduced me, I'm, I'm with Southern First Bank. Um, I've been in the banking industry for roughly ten years now, a little bit longer. Uh, primarily, my my focus has been commercial lending, commercial banking. Um, I do have also some experience in consumer and mortgage as well. Uh, but uh, where, I, where I really find my niche is uh, in the commercial banking realm. Um, so I'm, I'm actually a Greenville native, born and raised here. Um, There's three of you guys here. I, oh. That's about it. <laughs> hold on, hold on. That's about it. The, the real reason I like Colby, his father is from Atlantic City. Uh, my which father's is from 40 Jersey. minutes from Philly. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Him and Anthony get along real well. They speak the, they speak this language that I just don't understand. <laughs> like I just I just don't get it. I just let them be. You know, put them in a corner somewhere. Ah. So. <laughs> well, Anthony knows a guy. So your dad probably knows a guy. If you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, they have a guy for everything. <laughs> they have a guy for everything, don't you? For everything. It's great. It's great. I just I know who to turn to. So, uh, but but thank you guys for having me on the uh, on the show today. So uh, look looking forward to this. Um, I know uh, Anthony mentioned a little while ago. So uh, so pleasure to be here. Awesome, awesome. Well, tell us what you you see going on in the local community banking. I mean, that's been your forte. Uh, been there for ten years. It's been a you know exciting economic time. I know for a lot of people, but maybe some of the the, the positive things you see going on. Uh, out in the community in, in banking. Yeah, so um, you know, from uh, a lot of different aspects, we we always try to make an impact in the community. Uh, that's that's the one thing that I've noticed with with community banks that I, I've been with because I've I've worked for the bigger bank and I've I've now transitioned into community bank life, which is more my speed, my style. We can really make an impact. Um, in, in general, a lot of different things, helping out in the community, um, doing uh, working with nonprofits, that that kind of thing. So that that's been really really great for us, and in, enjoying doing that. Um, you know, with us being a hometown bank, so Southern First is headquartered right here in Greenville. Started 21 years ago, right here on Haywood Road. Um, so we have a very well known presence here, as well as a lot of touches in the community. Um, and we're very proud of that. We're very, very proud of that. Um, so we we uh, we identify ourselves as the hometown bank, and we work with a ton of local people, a ton of local businesses, um, and we try to truly be their banker and and help them in any capacity that we can. Uh, and so we we do take a lot of pride in that. Now you guys started on Haywood Road, but haven't you expanded to other communities in South Carolina and in the greater region? We have absolutely. So, so our footprint in general, um, we we uh, we have Greenville, we have Columbia, we have Charleston. Um, we recently we have expanded into Charlotte. Uh, we're also in the Raleigh market now and Atlanta. So that kind of covers our 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 total footprint as it stands today. So uh, over that course of time, that's that's how that's how we've grown. Um, so traditionally, we've we've grown out South Carolina. 
and then we segment ourselves in North Carolina and Georgia. Has that been with mergers or has that been all organic type growth? That is a great question. So um, for us at Southern First, that has been 100% organic growth. Really? It has. And, and, and uh, you know, f- looking at the banking industry today, um, we're, we're very proud of that. We, we see that as a very impressive thing that, that we have done um, because a lot of banks are not being able to do that. Organic growth is something that is incredibly difficult. Um, you see a lot of a lot of banks nowadays, whether it's larger banks, down to regional banks, down to small community banks, you're seeing a lot of mergers and acquisitions. Um, and main reason for that is, is they can't grow organically. So let's go buy somebody. Let's continue to grow our bank that way. Um, and, and I think that's going to catch up with a lot of folks because if you look at these transactions and these mergers or these acquisitions per se, people are buying their books at 140, 150% of value um, and to be able to continue to grow their bank. Um, now, if you're able to grow organically, that's ideal. Um, but uh, we're, we're, we are seeing a lot of that, as I'm sure you've, you've probably caught wind of a lot of different things, but there, there are so many other transactions out there that you don't hear. I mean, of course, you're going to hear about the SunTrust BB&T, right? That's the, basic, that's the biggest one within the last couple of years, and they've really stretched that out. Uh, but what you don't hear is, you know, this regional bank bought this community bank or this community bank bought this community bank, and that's because they can't grow organically. Um, so they have to acquire, or you have, as you saw with um, First Horizon and Iberia Bank, and uh, a merger of equals, but they call it that. But there's there's always a winner, there's always a loser. And at least a 51% there, somewhere. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, so. What do you think has been the success of, of, of your bank in doing that? I mean, obviously, it sounds like you're different. And uh, I, I know even for us as, as business owners, when we – bank somewhere, it's important to have someone we can call and is in the community is not just a call center, you know, sitting somewhere in the middle part of the country or worse yet, offshores, and you right. can't understand what right. they're saying. And it's difficult to have that community relationship. So has that been it? Or are there other things that you've seen so, as a success? So I, I think that is a major factor. Uh, there's been a lot of other things, but that is a major factor due to our success. We, we really strive to create relationships. Um, we want to have that personal connection with our clients that if somebody asked my one of my clients, who's your banker, I would not be doing my job if they didn't say my name immediately. Um, so we, we strive on creating relationships and, and not just being, you know, somebody being another number or whatever you want to call it. Um, but that, that, has, that has really, really driven our balance sheet. And, we, and we've seen that. We've seen that impact. And, um, you know, the other, you know, for our for our growth per se, we we've done very well not just in lending, but we've done very well in deposits. Um, everybody knows that's a challenge as well as is continue to do deposit growth as well as lending growth. You know, right now we're in a super low rate environment. Right now it's 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 going to start going to go up. We we saw that this week in the mortgage rate market. Right, uh, we went up fifty basis points. The market went up fifty basis points this week in mortgage. Um, you'll you'll see that trend over to prime here pretty pretty shortly as the Fed stated that they're going to increase three times. So. Um, but with low rates, especially this last, let's call it 24 months, I mean, we've been able to loan money out the door like you wouldn't believe. I mean, we, let's just face it, we sell the easiest commodity on the planet, money, right? Um, so we, we've, been, we've been really doing well. But on the flip side, to keep our cost of funds low, we're doing a fantastic job on getting deposits, new deposits into the bank. So we're loaning that money out and we're not having to go out and buy Fed funds to lend money. Um, so that's that's how we've been able to really grow our balance sheet and grow organically by hiring more lenders, more back office support folks, 
uh, more more management staff and continuing to grow our footprint and our balance sheet in general. So it's it's um, we, we've we've been very fortunate to be in that particular situation. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 very excited of what the future holds for us as we, you know, we um, we we foresee us continuing our trend, uh, first quarter, second quarter. Um, last year, we we um, we continued to break quarterly records in revenue every quarter last year. Um, so we are we are well on our way to continuing that path. Um, for this year. Now, there's, you know, there's a little bit of variable in there. Um, mortgage fee income, because us as a community bank, we traditionally will sell off our mortgages that we sell. We do actually still carry a, a traditional consumer mortgage, a portfolio mortgage that we do for some of our clients. Um, but considering where rates are, if we can sell those off, it's, it's a better situation for us. Now, with rates, going back to my point, with rates continuing to increase, where, how, how does that mortgage is obviously going to slow down. So we, we have to work harder in other areas uh, of the bank to continue our growth at the pace that we're, that we're on. Talk, talk about, um, and I don't want to get in the weeds too much with this because you probably can get pretty technical, but it's my understanding banks in general uh, are flush mm-hmm. with deposits compared to 08. So if we went back to 08, you know, one of the things we had was a housing crisis, a banking crisis, a loan crisis, whatever, or a combination of all those. Mm-hmm. One of the differences structurally, though, was there was more loans on the books and less deposits. So one of the what things we find ourselves structurally in is there are actually as many or more deposits. So banks are very, very healthy. And in fact, you know, I think recently some of the large banks are paying on a five-year CD as low as 0.01%. They actually could afford to pay more, but that's one of their ways of telling folks, take your money out. We don't want it. We want you to have a disinterest in being having a deposit relationship with our bank. So so maybe speak to that a bit and maybe how a community bank may not look at it like a, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but a, a Truist or a Bank of America or some of these large banks is just a number. And we're just not going to pay you and push your, your money out the door, right? Yeah, like uh, I'll I'll try to get too deep in the weeds, like I said, right. but uh, but yeah, that's maybe that's, already that's did. Very true. <laughs> we're going down the rabbit hole. Everybody, hang on. This was about golf, wasn't it? <laughs> did we start there? <laughs> How did we get there? We'll finish the conversation oh, yeah. on the golf course. Um, but yeah, you are correct. You are correct. Compared to 08, um, you know, that's when deposits were super low, loans were going out the door, had low interest rates. This time around, we have an economy flush with cash. Um, multiple reasons, right? Um, government uh, giving out more more money. Um, we've had an increase in our, our advancement child child tax credits, and then of course the big one PPP. Um, that forgiveness process is still underway. We're still seeing people apply for forgiveness process, so it's not been completed, um, but it's it's ongoing. Um, there was a lot of money um, dumped into the economy for PPP as well needed at the time. Um, what I'm what I'm seeing is is that we still have some of those funds on everyone's balance sheet. Um, so you know that therefore we're seeing larger deposit volumes on, especially in the commercial side. Um, you know, based on you know, I, I, I think where you where you're looking at when you look at it from the thirty thousand foot view, yeah, deposit rates are are awful, right? But they typically trend with some sort of spread over where the loan rates are. So as you can as you see loan rates continue to go up, you'll start 
it'll take a little time, but you'll start to see deposit rates continue to increase um, very slowly, of course. And I'm, I'm sure banks are going to probably drag that out as much as they can. Just, they wouldn't do that, would they? Of course, of course. Come on, <laughs> come on. Uh, but that, that, you know, it's just honest opinion. Yep. Um, but you, you are absolutely correct. You know, we we are um, we're in a situation where um, there is a lot of cash out there. Um, and then, you know, just to add another topic into this, then you start start to kind of worry about inflation a little bit. Um, I know that's a, that's a big topic everybody's talking about. You see about that politically. Uh, a lot of banks are talking about inflation. Um, but as, as we continue to um, go into 2022, um, I'm not sure how that trend's going to continue or not. I don't, I'm not sure how people are going to, um, if they're going to continue to spend, if they're going to be a little bit more conservative. Um, I've seen it kind of all across the board in different different varieties of business. Um, I guess it just de- depends on the business owner and kind of their, their plan. But a lot of that spending um, that I've seen so far is more acquisitions, expansion. Let's buy a bigger, we need to, we need a bigger piece of real estate. We need more equipment. So you're um, talking about big deals. Correct. And is that because the interest rates, even though they might be ticking up, they're still low? That's right. So if I was going to buy that $5 million piece of equipment or I was going to buy that million-dollar piece of land, now's the time. I now's don't care if time. I'm paying a little more for it. That's right. When you figure the interest rate, if I'm a business and I'm going to make money over the next 15 years, that's right. it's pull the trigger. That's right. And the idea is to, you know, most commercial notes are, are, are balloon notes or are term notes. You know, we'll have a, you know, seven, five, seven, ten-year term amortized over 15, 20, 25 years. Well, right now, especially what where I saw a big in, increase. Obviously, 2021 for most of us bankers out there was a super busy year. I mean, normally we have have trends just like anybody else, right? You know, it's this time of year we're super busy. All year long, it was just go go go. Everybody, everybody out there is looking to get the best deal and go. Well. That actually increased a little bit more activity for us when the Fed announced their interest rate increases. So everybody's sitting there thinking, okay, well, we know we know rates are going up. So I need to find out where I can get the longest locked-in term on a fixed rate on what I have, whether it's real estate or it's equipment or whatever it might be that that we're financing. So we're we're seeing a lot of that right now. Um, you know, we we are fortunate enough to be in a position where. Um, you know, we we are being very um, decisive on on which deals we want to do and for which one of our clientels and and, and making smart decisions. And I, and I think all banks are, are going to start taking that that approach because let's just face it, every everybody has done so well. And like you said, banks are doing great. Balance sheets are loaded up. We can you're going to start to see a little bit more. I'm I'm gonna call it pickiness um, of of the deal um, with interest rates increasing. Um, I also think you're going to see banks try to go to a variable rate option with clientele um, because right now rates rates are still low, especially on the commercial side, right? Well, if I know rates are going to be increasing, that makes it a little bit more difficult for me and looking at my margin when I know that they're going to increase probably in the next couple months here. Uh, now, do I know exactly when the first interest rate increase uh, is going to be? No, but I would anticipate probably in the first quarter. Oh, that's we were expecting you. That was the last question. <laughs> I'm already well, getting ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already getting ahead of you. The I ain't date, doing that. The time and the, yeah, yeah. What, to the, to the yeah. second, right? Will it be raining or sunshine? Well, you know, uh, okay. probably raining that day. <laughs> but I mean, uh, you really have disappointed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, one question I do have, I, I'm not from the Greenville area. Hmm. Uh, I moved here about two years ago, and uh, I see this tremendous growth 
in the area. Do you do you see that slowing down? Do you see uh, Greenville slowing down, or are you see, seeing that continual growth? You know, that's a great question. Um, throughout the years, you know, I, I, I want to say I really noticed the growth um, really ramping up when I was a senior in high school and I went to Greenville High. So I was in the downtown area um, and I graduated Greenville High in 2005. And that's when they built the baseball stadium. Uh, that was that was almost completed. Um, I think it was actually completed in 2005 if my memory serves me correctly. But, um, you know, there was plenty of times where I said, yeah, the growth's going to slow down. The growth's going to slow down. And we've gotten to this point. And, and it just hasn't. It just hasn't. It's continued to develop, to develop, to develop. Um, and and the short answer is no. Um, we're we're in an area of the country where the cost of living is fantastic. Um, you actually get four seasons of weather here, um, and you know real estate is relatively speaking cheap at price per square foot. Um, so it creates a lot of attractiveness for people to move here. Um, you know, in the last, let's call it the last 24 months, I've had some clients that um, I helped finance uh, some subdivisions. They did smaller subdivisions, and we also did those mortgages for the folks that needed a mortgage on those homes. I could probably count on one hand out of, let's just call it 50 homes, how many people were local. Um, uh, and the, the rest of the variety of folks I'm seeing from California, Michigan, New York, Ohio, um, Florida, um, I'm, I'm seeing them all over the place. Um, so uh, the short answer is no. Um, I do know there is some uh, future commercial development in the downtown area that is coming that is very drastic, very large. Um, they'll continue to expand that area. Um, there's actually some uh, small opportunity zones actually in downtown that some folks are getting ready to start on, a big project down there. Um, and then, of course, uh, the mills. So you're starting to see mills that are being converted um, into um, uh, some some retail and some restaurant and and those types of things and there's a lot of attractiveness there. Um, uh, I think it's uh, one of the larger mills um, that is being redeveloped with restaurant and bars and shopping and stuff like that. We're starting to see larger investors come in from bigger cities, New York, Chicago, Atlanta, that will come in. They're, they're buying these these old mills and they're getting massive amounts of tax credits. That's where the attractiveness comes in. So um, they're being able to come in, do these projects, get their tax credit on the back end, and they can either utilize those tax credits themselves if they need it, or they typically sell them off somewhere between 65 cents to 80 cents on the dollar. Um, so Greenville has done a fantastic job of recognizing these opportunities, presenting these opportunities to developers and um, really bringing in the business. So, and then with doing that, it's attracting more and more people to come here, uh, creating more jobs. Um, so, I, from from what I see and what I know is to come, um, I'm not sure when that when that growth is going to slow down. Do you, do you have a slow button we could push? <laughs> Unfortunately, not. You know, I mean, growth is like good, a, but it would be nice it for would. Woodruff Road to be fixed first. Right? <laughs> you know, infrastructure is a whole other <laughs> story. We got we don't have time. Well, for that, I don't uh, think we do. I'm a little upset about and that. Some bad words early in the morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They say, I heard there's something with Woodruff Road again. Another another podcast, but yeah, I think in ten years. No, that's not ten years, but seriously, it's like four years. They're going to have it complete. And I'm like, really? Why start? Yeah, uh, yeah. You're, <laughs> by the time you get it done, you're going to need to 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 redo that it again. Like a long time, but yeah. anyway, that's yeah. a, that's an, a, another podcast. So, another yeah. time. so we we have this signature uh, signature question that we we basically ask every guest on our podcast, and it's what makes you tick. And you could take that any way you want, but I, I know what makes you tick is when I 
when I outdrive you on the golf course and I have some witnesses that could say that I. When, uh, what time did that happen? <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, hitting it perfect every time is just impossible. And, you know, Anthony will hit, you know, blonde squirrel finds a nut every now and then. <laughs> but what, what makes you go? What, what makes you tick? You know, on uh, that's that's a great question. You know, um, you know, the, uh, where where I get up, where, what makes me motivated each and every day to get up is is trying to help my clients grow their business. Like I said, my my, my niche is commercial, right? So I I, I have uh, a lot of experience in that and understand a lot of different businesses and been fortunate to be in that situation and helping people get in situations where I can come in, I can help them grow their business and help them become more successful impact the local economy that's what drives me that that's what that's what really that really gets me going each morning that's what i want to do um and it gives me an opportunity to meet a lot of people um you know sometimes i joke around especially with other people uh at where i work and we all we all we're all team leaders is our is our position but um i really think it should be you know sometimes change to client entertainment specialist you know so we we, because we entertain people that's that's what we do that's how we build relationships that's how we get to know folks um, but that's that's the fun part of the job, right? That's 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 the fun part where I get to get to meet so many different people of different walks of life and get to know them, um, and and get to know their story. Understand, you know, how did you get in this business? What what made you want to start making this widget, or what made you want to open this restaurant, or what what made you want to do this? Um, and that's that's fun for me. I I, I really enjoy that. Awesome. So if people wanted to get in contact with you, they wanted to buy a $15 million piece of land or business and needed some financing or some other type of local community banking help, how would yeah. they find you? Yeah, so uh, my office is actually uh, not too far from here. Um, I'm, we're, we're right, we're located around the corner of Lawrence and Verde, um, which you've probably noticed our new building. Uh, we're building a brand new corporate headquarters right there on the corner. Uh, our current office space is right next door. So we, we still have a Southern First Sign on that on that building as well. But um, that's where you can find me. Um, my, you know, I, my, my cell phone is, is usually the best way to, to, uh, to get a hold of me. Um, which I'll, I'll, I'm happy to give that out. Um, Go so, ahead. so, like I said, I'm from here, area code 864-414-8316. Um, that's the best way to get a hold of me is my cell phone number. Um, and my email is uh, cebert at southernfirst.com. So um, that is that is another way to get a hold of me. Again, cebert, E-B-E-R-T, at southernfirst.com. Dot com. Awesome. When are y'all moving in the new building? Oh, well, that's a loaded question. So just give you the give you a quick answer on that. So um, we are anticipated um, by the end of first quarter that we will we're actually going to move in phases. So where we are currently, we have three floors of, of, of folks. We have uh, on the first floor, we have our branch. We have all of our team leaders. We have some mortgage people. Um, all on the first floor. And our second floor is comprised of our executives, HR, um, some other back office operational folks. And then our third third floor is all operational and back office. So um, we are actually going to be moving our third floor first. Um, so I, I know they've kind of shifted construction a little bit to get that area ready for those folks first. Um, because we, you know, we, we lease our current current building and, you know, they're going to be bringing in new tenants into our building. So we have to try to get out um, on, on time. So uh, they're going to move those folks. I assume that second floor would will go next and followed, followed by our, our first floor would, would go um, at the end. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I would think we would be fully moved in by the middle part of the year. 
but construction's construction, uh, moving's moving. Um, so getting we'll, we'll new see. materials. Yeah. So we'll, maybe by fall we could come over and take a tour. I'm not going to promise you that. <laughs> I'm not going to promise you that. Um, what year? Fall? What year? I will. I will say I will be very excited to have you guys there for a tour. I think you'll be very impressed with that building. Cool. Um, we've 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 done a, a fantastic job. Um, I can't wait for the community to see it. Awesome. So, well, thanks so much for joining us. Sure. It's yeah, absolutely. Good I, to, to learn a little more about you and what all you do. I appreciate the time. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Thank you all for joining us on Connected by Community. And go out and find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and all your favorite podcasts. Until we see you again next time, go out and make our community great. All information during this podcast is for discussion purposes only, should not be construed as advice. Please seek the advice of appropriate professionals before acting on anything in this podcast. Past performance is not an indicator of future results. Securities through Tried Advisors, LLC, member FINRA. Advisor services through Ballantine Capital Advisors, Inc., Tried Advisors, and Ballantine Capital Advisors are not affiliated.